In this episode of the Tech Puppeteer Podcast, I talk about the Tesla brand of electric vehicles or EVs as they're otherwise known and where they started as well as how they arrived at their current level of success, fame and infamy. And for the second segment of the show, I'll take a little dive into the specs of the newly released OnePlus 8 series of phones. So stay tuned in. Uh, And so the funding for the company, it was obtained from a bunch of different sources. uh, But mainly it was uh, the PayPal co-founder that most people are familiar with today, Elon Musk. And I don't know. Vehicle's electric motor, it was powered by lithium ion cells, um, which are often used in laptop computers, you know, uh, for the laptop computer batteries. And those lithium ion cells could be recharged from a standard electric outlet. Now, also beginning in 2012, Tesla built stations called superchargers in the US and in Europe. And these were designed for charging the batteries quickly and at no extra cost to Tesla owners. That goes zero to 60 miles per hour in 1.9 seconds. It goes zero to 100 miles per hour in 4.2 seconds. It does a quarter mile in 8.8 seconds. And it has a range of 620 miles per battery charge. As I've said in previous episodes, these phones are little tiny computers. I mean, they have the processing power of computers. So that's just where we we are with technology. So, I mean, you guys love technology like I do. If you didn't, you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast. So I know you guys feel me on this. And that is where we are, though. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. As usual, all links mentioned in this episode will be available at the end of the show notes included with this episode. So as I mentioned in the opening for the first segment of today's show, I'll be discussing Tesla and their rise to fame. So let's go on ahead and jump right in. So when it comes to Tesla, I guess we can start with their name, Tesla Incorporated. Uh, They were formerly known as Tesla Motors, um, and that was in 2003 all the way up to 2017, uh, where they became known as Tesla Incorporated. And so Tesla, as most people know, they're an American electric automobile manufacturer. So it was founded in 2003 by American entrepreneurs Martin Eberhard and Mark Tarpening. I hope I'm pronouncing their names correct. And it was named after the Serbian-American inventor, Nikola Tesla. And I think most people are aware of that. So Tesla Motors was formed to develop an electric sports car originally. Right. That's what they originally were intending to do. And that's what they did. The Tesla Roadster. Um, And so Eberhard, he was Tesla's chief executive officer, the CEO. And then Tarpening was the CFO or the chief financial officer. Uh, And so the funding for the company, it was obtained from a bunch of different sources, uh, but mainly it was uh, the PayPal co-founder that most people are familiar with today, Elon Musk. And I don't know if uh, some people are unaware of that or not, but yes, Elon Musk was one of the co-founders of PayPal. And so he contributed more than $30 million 
to the venture that was known or came to be known as Tesla Motors at the time. And so that was a $30 million contribution that he gave. And he served as the chairman of the company starting in 2004. So the company started in 03 and he started serving as the chairman of the company in 04. Now in 2008, Tesla Motors released their first car. And that was the completely electric Roadster that people know the company for uh, being known. Well, the comp- that's the car that the company is known for, basically. Um, <clears throat> and so in the company's initial tests, that car, the, t- the Roadster, it achieved 245 miles on a single charge. And that was a range that was unprecedented for a production electric car, you know, so that that was unheard of. He reached 200, had a range of 245 miles. That was pretty amazing at the time, you know. So when they performed additional tests, it showed that the performance of the vehicle was comparable to many gasoline-powered sports cars. You know, the Roadster, it was able to accelerate from zero to 60 miles an hour in less than four seconds and could reach a top speed of 125 miles. Now, at the time, you know, being able to go zero to 60 in uh, less than four seconds, that was approaching sports car territory. And we'll get more into that a little later when I give you the specs for the new Tesla Roadster. Completely blows those numbers out of the water, but we'll get there after we go through this initial Tesla introduction. So back to the original Roadster. So it had a lightweight body, you know, that was uh, made out of uh, carbon fire fiber. Um, and people that are on a racing scene, they know that carbon fiber is used um, to replace a lot of components to reduce the weight of the vehicle, which gives an edge when it comes to racing. Obviously, lighter vehicle can go faster. Now, the Roadster. It produced no tailpipe emissions because it was all electric. It didn't have an internal combustion engine. And so that was, you know, again, what what it was doing, achieving a 245-mile range, no internal combustion engine. These were amazing things, you know, um, completely electric car, no emissions. Tesla Motors found the car attained efficiency ratings that were equivalent to a gasoline mileage of 135 miles per gallon. That is crazy efficiency. You know, that, I mean, that, that, that's <laughs> it's remarkable. You know, it had, let me say that again. It had an efficiency rating that was equivalent to a gasoline mileage of 135 miles per gallon. I'm lucky if my truck can get about 17 to 20 miles <laughs> a gallon on the highway. You know, so that that is crazy. Um, the vehicle's electric motor, it was powered by lithium ion cells, um, which are often used in laptop computers, you know, uh, for the laptop computer batteries. And those lithium ion cells could be recharged from a standard electric outlet. And so despite a federal tax credit of about $7,500 for purchasing an electric vehicle, the Roadster's cost of $109,000 still made it pretty much a luxury item. So it was unaffordable still for a lot of people at the time. So in 2007 or in late 2007, 
Eberhard resigned as the CEO and president of technology, and he joined the advisory board of the company. It was announced in 08 that he had completely left the company, though he remained a shareholder, of course. Now, Tarpening, who was also the vice president of electric, electrical engineering, um, supervising the development of electronics and software systems with a roaster, he also left the company in 2008. And Elon Musk took over as the CEO. In 2010, Tesla's initial public offering raised about $226 million. Now, in 2012, Tesla stopped production of the Roadster to concentrate on its new Model S sedan. Um, And that was acclaimed by automotive critics for its performance and its design. And I'll be giving you more information on that, uh, that Model S as well when we go over the specs of all of the new vehicles and the current vehicles that they offer. But back to the Model S, it came with three different battery options, which gave ranges of 235 miles or 300 miles. Uh, well, well, actually, I said three. Those were the two. <laughs> it actually came with three battery options, but two uh, different mileage ranges. Um, and those mileage ranges were 235 miles and then 300 miles. Again, these these were still pretty remarkable for an all-electric vehicle. Now, the battery option with the highest performance gave an acceleration of 0 to 60 um, per hour and slightly over 4 seconds and a top speed of about 130 miles per hour. And again, this is, this is approaching sports car territory. Now, unlike the Roadster, which carried its batteries at the front of the car. The Model S had it underneath the floor, and it was like sort of a skateboard-type design uh, where you have the basic frame on wheels with all the batteries uh, on, the, on the base of that skateboard, and that's how many of the Tesla vehicles are designed now. But this design, it gave extra storage space in front, and because of that extra space, it um well because of not not necessarily because of the space the design allowed for the extra space but because of the di- design itself it also helped to improve the handling because of the low center of gravity of the vehicle so all the weight you know kind of evenly distributed along the base of the vehicle having a low center of gravity that greatly improved the handling of the vehicle and so the Tesla autopilot which is a form of semi-autonomous driving. Um, As I told you guys in a previous episode, we will get to full autonomy one day um, soon. But the autopilot currently is a semi-autonomous driving or a form of semi-autonomous driving. It was made available in 2014 on the Model S and later on some of their other models as well. But it started with the Model S in 2014. Now, also beginning in 2012, Tesla built stations called superchargers in the U.S. and in Europe. And these were designed for charging the batteries quickly and at no extra cost to Tesla owners. Now, later versions of those stations were called Tesla stations, and they also had the capability of complete replacement of the Model S battery pack. You know, Tesla released the Model X, which was a crossover vehicle. Or it was pretty much a vehicle with features of a sport utility vehicle, but built 
on the chassis of a car. And, and that was in 2015 when they released that Model X. And the Model X had a maximum battery range of 295 miles uh, and seating for up to seven people. Now, because of the demand for a more inexpensive vehicle, later Tesla designed the Model 3, which was a four-door sedan with a range of about 220 miles and a price of about $35,000. And that began production in 2017. Now, the company, they've also branched out into solar energy products and things of that nature. Um, they have a line of uh, batteries to store electric power from solar energy for use in homes and businesses. And that was unveiled in 2015. Uh, Tesla brought the solar panel company Solar City in 2016. And also in 2017, the company changed its name to Tesla Incorporated to reflect that it no longer sold just cars. So they were kind of becoming a more inclusive or more all-inclusive brand of all things electric, if you will. It's really not all things electric, but again, more than just cars. So the following year, Elon Musk made a series of tweets about taking Tesla private. And he basically was claiming that he had secured the funding to do so. And so in September of 2018, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, they charged him with securities fraud. Um, they were basically alleging that his tweets were false and misleading. Um, later that month, Tesla's board rejected a proposed settlement from the SEC. Reportedly, that was after Elon Musk threatened to resign from the company. And so they he was a valuable asset <laughs> and had to do whatever it took to retain him. So um, the news of the rejected deal sent Tesla stock plummeting and the board quickly accepted a less generous settlement, um, the terms of which included Musk stepping down as chairman for at least three years. Um, however, he was allowed to remain as the CEO. And so in addition, both Tesla and Elon Musk were fined about $20 million as a result of that whole fiasco. So that is kind of, you know, the Tesla story up until now. The Tesla story is still being written, obviously. But that's um, a little bit of their history um, in terms of uh, where they were, how they started and where they are now. Now, fast forward to today, 2020, and they have a whole range of different products available in vehicles. Um, as I got as I told you guys, they had the Tesla solar roof. Um, what a, they have the solar products. I didn't tell you what they had, but what they have is the Tesla solar roof. Um, which basically is uh, a roof that is made up of um, roof shingles that are able to absorb the solar energy, just like solar panels. The shingles absorb the solar energy and they work just like regular solar panels would, but it's the entire roof. All the shingles on the roof are able to have the ability to absorb uh, solar energy. And then they also have what is known as the power wall. Um, and the power wall is basically a system of, uh, of, um, saving the energy, like a bat battery wall, basically. Uh, it's a lot of fancy technology that goes into that, you know, so I don't want to just trivialize it, so to speak. It's, it's it is an amazing thing in its own right, but basically that's what it is, a way of harvesting that, uh, solar energy. 
Now, those are the additional products they have, um, as well as their cars, are the ones that are of note. Now, getting down to the nitty-gritty, which is the vehicles that Tesla has um, for offer. Um, and before I go into all their main vehicles, I think there's an honorable mention <laughs> vehicle, which is the electric semi uh, which will completely change and shake up the long range haul or the 16 wheeler trucking industry, if you will. Um, these vehicles will reach a level of efficiency that was previously unattainable by non electric big rig trucks. So, and that's especially when full autonomy is reached. So, the keep an eye out for that, the, the electric semi from Tesla. Now, starting with the 2020 update to the Tesla Roadster, this is a two door sports car or supercar. And I say supercar because it is it is literally the quickest car in the world with record setting acceleration that goes zero to 60 miles per hour in one point nine seconds. It goes zero to 100 miles per hour in 4.2 seconds. It does a quarter mile in 8.8 .8 seconds. And it has a range of 620 miles per battery charge. It has a blistering fast top speed of over 250 miles per hour. And it also features a nice removable glass roof <laughs> that can be stored in the trunk for open air convertible experience. I mean, it's, it, it, it is an awesome thing. If you remember when I was giving you the Tesla story, telling you how they started off with the Tesla Roadster, it was doing, it was barely reaching four seconds when it came to the zero to 60. Now it does zero to 60 in 1.9 seconds. That is outrageous guys. That's, that's, that is incredible, you know? So they've come a long way. Now that's just one of the vehicles they offer. Now, the next vehicle in the Tesla lineup is the Tesla Model S. Now, this is an awesome car. It's a four door sedan, but it's it it still gives you the the sports car experience. And with it being a four door sedan, it has all wheel drive. It goes zero to 60 in 2.3 seconds. Now, that's for the performance model. They do have uh, several, several models. But this, you can potentially get a four-door sedan with all-wheel drive that goes zero to 60 in 2.3 seconds. They're no longer approaching sports car territory. They're in sports car territory, guys. They're, they are becoming the pioneers of the electric sports car territory. So, they're there. And when it comes to being a sports car, 2.3 seconds for the zero to 60 on a performance model. It has a range of 391 miles per battery charge. Um, it has a top speed of 163 miles per hour. It has a 17 inch vertical touchscreen that is amazing, brilliant. Um, and, you know, it's capacitive touch, not like those old touchscreens that you had to almost punch to get <laughs> the, the touch to register. Um, so these vehicles are really nice. And on top of all that, it has about 28 cubic feet of room and that, that's more storage room than most SUVs. So the Tesla model S is an amazing vehicle. I should probably be a Tesla salesman, shouldn't I? Well, since I brought that up, it probably is probably worth mentioning that you, if you're interested in purchasing a Tesla vehicle, please use our Tesla vehicle affiliate purchase link, which is in the show notes. 
back to the main story. <laughs> that was like a shameless plug for Tesla. But uh, aside from that, getting to the next model, which I also mentioned in the initial story of Tesla, the Tesla Model 3, this was produced to become the more affordable Tesla model for the everyday citizen. And so the Tesla Model 3 is a four-door coupe. It's an all-wheel drive vehicle that can go zero to 60 in 3.2 seconds with their performance model of the, the Model 3. So still in sports car territory. It has a range of 322 miles per battery charge, and it has a top speed of 162 miles per hour. It also has a gorgeous 15-inch landscape view touchscreen, and it has about 15 cubic feet of room in the vehicle. And it's an amazing design. It's it's, it's a beautiful vehicle. Um, and I mean, and I honestly, I like all the uh, Tesla vehicles designs. Um, I think they're uh a company, the company of the future. And I think that is evident when it comes to the design of their vehicles as well. Now, moving on from the two, well, the three uh, car models, we move on to the first kind of SUV model, which is the Tesla Model X. It's a four door SUV with two Falcon wing doors that rise straight up. Um, it's the back two doors that rise straight up into the air. Looks amazing. Um, kind of reminds me of when I was a kid, I always thought that the Lamborghinis with the gall wing doors that would go up or the, the, the DeLorean from the, from back to the future, from the back to the future movie series with the wings that will pop open. I always thought that was the coolest thing. Well, for Tesla's SUV, it has what are known as Falcon wing doors that go straight up in the back. looks amazing every time I see it. And so, it is also all wheel drive. It can go zero to 60 in 2.6 seconds for their performance model. Again, sports car territory. These Tesla vehicles are like nothing else, like, not, like nothing else you've ever seen. If you haven't seen a Tesla vehicle, they're amazing. The performance is not only do they look amazing, but the performance is incredible. And so this vehicle, it also has a range of 351 miles per battery charge. Um, and that's on the long range plus model. And it also has a gorgeous 17 inch vertical touchscreen and it has 88 cubic feet of room in this vehicle. So tons of storage room. So that's the Tesla Model X. Now the Tesla Model Y, that is the next vehicle. It is a four door, almost like hatchback style SUV. I would say this is like the little brother <laughs> to the Model X. Still an awesome vehicle. It has all-wheel drive again, of course. Um, and this vehicle, for their performance model, it goes 0 to 60 miles per hour in 3.5 seconds. And it has a range of 316 miles per battery charge. Has a 15-inch landscape view touchscreen and has... 68 cubic feet of room in the vehicle. So it's an, another uh, beautiful looking vehicle, um, which is amazing in the performance depart as well, department as well, and tons of storage room also. Um, and that's, that's really important when it comes to SUVs and, uh, and what I refer to as a hatchback SUV for the Model Y, <laughs> the little brother of the Model X. Both models are amazing in my opinion. And then introducing the heavyweight 
champion of the world. Now, this <laughs> I'm being a little dramatic. This, this isn't yet the heavyweight champion of the world, but this is the vehicle or the Tesla vehicle that I will have the Tesla Cyber Truck. Uh, we here at the Tech Puppeteer podcast have signed up to pre order a Tesla Cyber Truck, and we will be one of the ones to do a full in-depth review when that comes out look out for that review to be on our youtube channel when it is released at the end of 2021 and we will have an in-depth podcast or maybe even a series of podcast episodes that kind of go over the futures and just go dive deep into all the specs of the tesla cybertruck but just to give you a little taste of what this thing is capable of the tesla cybertruck it has, well, basically it is a four door truck from the future. <laughs> it's it, 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 the, the design of it literally looks like it came out of the movie Blade Runner or back to the future part two when they were actually in the future. I mean, this thing, it looks so futuristic when it comes to design. It will definitely be a head turner when people see it on the street. And you'll probably have to fight people off for wanting to take pictures and always wanting to stop you and ask you about it. It just it, it stands out like that. And we are fully aware of how much attention it will draw just, you know, having this vehicle. Um, but I'm OK with that. And I love the design so much. I am looking forward to owning this vehicle. So my, my Ram 1500 has uh, been really good to me over the years. Um, and this Tesla Cybertruck will be great to me over the next few years when it comes out. <laughs> so that is that. Now, so as I said, it's a four door truck from the future. Now, it's also an all wheel drive vehicle. Now, this is a truck, guys. This is a truck. OK. It goes zero to 60 miles per hour in less than 2.9 seconds. I am not lying. That is not a lie. That is the truth. The performance model, which is the triple motor design, because they have the uh, the single motor, the dual motor, and then the triple motor. The triple motor design goes zero to 60 miles per hour in less than 2.9 seconds. That is faster than some sports cars. We're talking about a truck, guys. That's crazy. It has a range of 500 plus miles per battery charge. And it has an amazing 17 inch landscape view touchscreen. And it has 100 cubic feet of lockable storage. The Tesla truck is amazing. It even has an air compressor built in. It has an, a system of M locks that are built into the bed of the truck. Um, you can even plug in uh, uh, a four door quad vehicle. It, you know, you can there's a quad that they're going to release from Tesla that they debuted when they showed the truck initially. And the the the, tr the quad was able to roll up the ramp that comes out of the back tailgate of the truck from the ground up the ramp into the back of the truck. The guy got off the quad, plugged it into the little plug that's in the, also in the uh, back of the truck bed, pushed the ramp up, closed the tailgate, got in the truck and was, and was ready to go. This thing is 
absolutely amazing. And I cannot wait until the Tesla Cybertruck is released. You guys will be the first to know about that. So that thing is amazing. Like I told you guys, um, for anyone interested in signing up to purchase a Tesla vehicle, um, like we here at the Tech Puppeteer Podcast have signed up to get that Cybertruck. <laughs> anyone interested in buying a Tesla vehicle or the Tesla solar roof or um, the Tesla Powerwall, uh, please do use our Tesla affiliate link, which can be found in the show notes for this episode. So that's that. So, guys, uh, that about wraps up this first segment of the episode. So stay tuned for a brief intermission while I present you guys with some useful information. And I'll be back afterwards with the second segment of today's show. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Stay tuned in. How's it going, everyone? This is AP3, and I am an entrepreneur as well as the host of the Tech Puppeteer podcast. As a business owner and a podcast host, I have a great need for a strong online presence. To an extent, this need can be met by using social media profiles like Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, etc. But using these social media profiles can only get you so far. In order to really establish that professional online presence that every business brand or passionate project needs, you must have a website. This is absolutely necessary and there is simply no getting around it. The research has been done and the experts have unanimously decided that you must have a website if you want your business brand or project to be taken seriously. So at this point, you may be wondering, okay, I'm convinced I need a website, but I'm lost. Where do I go from here? And right at that moment, you hear my voice saying, have no fear. AP3 is here. I'm going to walk you through it. In order to get a website, there are three key components required. First, you must have a hosting provider to host a website. In a nutshell, the hosting provider is pretty much responsible for providing all the online web space that holds all of your website files. And secondly, you'll need a domain name. The domain name is basically the website address that people type in to pull up your website, like www.yourbusiness.com, for example. And then the third and final key component is not so much a thing, but a skill. And that skill is website design. Wait, wait, wait. Don't be intimidated. Do not, I repeat, do not run away because I have something available for those who don't possess that skill. I've got you covered. All you'll need is one of two things. The first option would be to utilize a website platform that allows you to build your website with a visual drag and drop style builder. So you won't need any type of web design or coding knowledge or anything like that. And then the second option would be to use a website platform that allows you to use already pre-built themes that can be easily edited to fit your business brand or project. And guess what? The website platform that I've got for you can give you both of those options. And believe me, it's very simple and easy to use. So let's go over my list of recommendations for all these key components to getting your website. And by the way, let me just say this before we continue. 
I would not recommend anything to you guys that I didn't truly believe in. And so everything I'm recommending to you today are all tools that I use for my business brands and projects. So for your hosting provider, I suggest using SiteGround. Now why SiteGround? Because SiteGround has proven themselves to be experts in the business, currently hosting over 2 million. Let me repeat that. SiteGround currently hosts over 2 million domains. So it's safe to say they know the business of web hosting. And in addition to that, their customer service is available via phone and chat 24 hours a day to troubleshoot any issues that may arise. SiteGround uses solid state storage drives instead of hard disk drives. And basically what that means is their storage drives are faster than most other hosting providers, which ultimately means you'll have a faster website, which loads faster, in other words, and in turn, that'll cause more people to stay engaged with your website content for longer periods of time. And remember how I said, for those of you who don't have web design skills, you'll need a website platform that has an easy drag and drop builder, or you'll need a website platform that allows you to easily edit pre-built themes. Well, SiteGround has the most popular website platform on the internet, and it provides both of those options that I just mentioned. And that platform is called WordPress. And that accounts for 35% of all websites built around the world. SiteGround has you covered there. And finally, to top all of that, SiteGround has some of the best web hosting plans around. The plan I use, which is the best seller, and it's called the Grow Big Plan. It offers you the ability to create an unlimited number of websites. They give you free SSL security certificates for every website you create, which basically means your website will be safe for people to browse. They offer free email accounts to go with your website, as well as a number of other benefits that they provide. Um, and so they provide all of this for the low, low monthly price of $5.95 per month. So guys, for all they provide, it really doesn't get any better than this. The introductory price of $5.95 per month is an annual price, meaning you'll need to buy at least a year of service upfront. And at the most, you can buy three years of service upfront to lock in that price. And after that one to three year period has passed, the regular monthly price is $19.95 per month. And considering all you get with this plan, again, paying under $20 a month is an awesome deal. Next, for the domain name or website address, this can also be purchased from SiteGround, usually for around $15.95. And that will buy you a year of ownership over that domain name, and it can be renewed every year at that same price. Now, lastly, for those of you looking for an easy way to build websites using the visual drag and drop style builder, and that doesn't require any web design skills or coding knowledge, then one of the best WordPress themes that accomplishes this is called the Divi theme. And the Divi theme is actually by far the most popular theme used on WordPress platforms around the world. 
is used by almost 650,000 business owners and web design professionals. It's so simple that complete beginners can easily learn to use it and build beautiful websites. And yet it's also so intuitive that seasoned web designers love to keep it in their bucket of web design tools. Now the company that provides the Divi website theme also provides you with other awesome benefits as well. They give you access to a second website theme called Extra, and they also give you access to two plugins. Now plugins are basically add-ons that give your website extra functionality on the WordPress platform. And the two plugins that you get are the Bloom plugin, which allows you to add and set up email capture forms on your website so you can stay engaged with your site visitors. And then they also give you the Monarch plugin, which gives your website visitors several options for sharing your website on various different social media platforms. And now for the biggest bonus of them all, when you get the Divi WordPress theme, you have the option to build it yourself, which can be done with the visual builder, or you can use one of the pre-built website layout packs these are basically websites that are already completely built out and ready to be edited to fit your needs. There are over 150 different websites to choose from in various different niches, like business, art and design, health and fitness, community and nonprofit, uh, education, technology, e-commerce, and many more niches as well. I'm telling you guys, the Divi website theme and all that comes with it is incredible. And what's also incredible is that this theme and all the extras that come with it can be initially purchased for $89, which gets you access to the themes and plugins and all 150 plus pre-built website layouts and a year worth of updates. And you can use it on an unlimited number of different websites. If you wish to keep getting updates every year after, you can pay the annual yearly fee of $89, but this is not required. You can technically pay the one-time fee and you'll be set. Or you can choose to pay the annual fee for new updates and access to the newest features as this theme keeps getting better every year with all the new features they add. So both the one-time fee and the yearly update are great options to have. And then alternatively, you can pay a one-time fee of $249, which will get you lifetime access to all future updates. And this is definitely the sweetest deal of them all. But guess what? The listeners of the Tech Puppeteer Podcast get a 20% discount on all these prices when they use our special link. So instead of paying $89 or $249 for the lifetime updates, that cost drops down to $69 or $199 for the lifetime plan. It simply cannot get better than that, guys. I know we've covered a lot of ground here, so I'll provide you a link to our website that will give you all the details and all the links where you can get access to SiteGround hosting and the Divi WordPress theme. Go to www.techpuppeteer.com forward slash get my website. That's www.techpuppeteer.com forward slash get my website. Again, that is www.techpuppeteer.com forward slash get my website. Go to the website, 
and we'll get you started with taking your business, brand, or project to the next level. Thanks for listening, guys. All right, welcome back, guys. Now, as I mentioned in the opening for the second segment of today's show, I'll be giving you guys the latest updates with the OnePlus 8 series of phones that were recently announced. So let's jump right on into that. So for those who don't know, the company OnePlus has long prided itself with being the company that sells the flagship model phone without the flagship model phone price. Now, I'm not so sure if that is the case anymore when you consider that OnePlus 8 Pro starts at $899. But to be fair, the Samsungs and Apples of the world have completely eclipsed the $1,000 price tag when it comes to their flagship models for their phones. So OnePlus is still really Honestly, they're still punching well above their weight class when you consider those facts. So, you know, it's high. It's no longer cheap, but it also is a very high quality product that still punches well above its weight class when you consider the price of flagship phones for Samsung and Apple, who are the main heavy hitters in the phone manufacturing business. And there are other big companies as well, but that is like the new norm to eclipse the thousand dollar price tag for those flagship models. And OnePlus is in a world of, uh, you know, plus thousand dollar models. They're still finding a way to stay under that mark, a hundred dollars under that mark. Um, to be, to be honest, cause that's the OnePlus eight pro model. It starts at eight ninety nine. So that's, even though it's high, it's still doing a good job um, in my book when it comes to pricing. Now, on April 14th, OnePlus unveiled their series of OnePlus 8 phones and they became available for pre-order on April 21st. And they have an official release date or had an official release date rather of April 29th. So they were just recently released on the 29th of April. Now these phones can be purchased from OnePlus website as well as T-Mobile. And for the first time ever, they'll also be available for purchase from Verizon and Amazon. Um, I will have affiliate links in the show notes for anybody that's interested in purchasing a OnePlus phone. So definitely uh, consider using that link to help us out. Um, but these phones are available on from all those different venues. You know, again, that's a uh, T-Mobile, um, Verizon and Amazon. So pretty cool there. Uh, as far as the specs go for the one plus eight pro, when I tell you guys that this phone is amazing, you guys have to believe me. You know, like I said, it was released on uh, officially on April 29th and the pre-orders began on April 21st. Now, the price for the OnePlus 8 Pro, it ranges. It starts at $899 and then it also goes up to $999 because there are two different models for the OnePlus 8 Pro. Now, the $899 version, it has 8 gigabytes of RAM with uh, 128 gigabytes of storage. Now for the 999 version, 
it has 12 gigabytes of RAM with 256 gigabytes of storage. So pretty good in the RAM and storage department for both versions, if you ask me. Now, as far as the the uh, rest of the specs for the phone, it goes as follows. Let's start off with 120 hertz fluid display. Now, if you guys heard my first episode where I was talking or raving rather <laughs> about the 120 hertz screens, and I said that OnePlus 8 or OnePlus, the company, um, OnePlus, they started off that fad of increasing the refresh rate for the screens and they had the 120 hertz uh, refresh rate. I misspoke when I said that. They did start off that fad of increasing the refresh rate, but it wasn't 120 hertz. It was 90 hertz, which was still more than a regular 60 hertz phone's refresh rates. But even at 90 hertz, it just looks so incredible. And so that's why I was raving over it because it really did look brilliant. But with this most recent release, it's up from 90 hertz to 120 hertz. And it is absolutely incredible. Again, some people laughed at my description when I said this in the last few episodes, but that 120 hertz creates buttery smooth transitions from screen to screen. It is amazing. I'm telling you guys, if you haven't seen it, you have to experience it to be able to truly appreciate how brilliant and amazing it is. Now, uh, for the OnePlus 8 Pro, it has what is known as Warp Charge 30T wireless charging technology. And basically what this is, is it allows you to wirelessly charge the phone from literally 1% of battery all the way up to 50% in 22 minutes. I don't know if you guys remember like I do, but it wasn't too long ago when, when if your phone battery was dead, <laughs> you'd have to charge it in and wait hours for it to fully recharge. Now, with companies like Samsung and Apple incorporating fast charging for their last few models, you know, um, we've started to transition away from that. But this is just another example of the phone companies all um, catching on to that trend of, uh, in, you know, giving you uh, the, the capability to fast charge. And this this isn't just regular fast charging. This is wireless fast charging. So placing your phone on a wireless pad. And fast charging. So uh, that's pretty amazing. You know, now this phone, it also has 4K 60 frame per second video recording. It has a 48 megapixel camera, which is amazing. It also has 5G baked in as well. 5G is on deck for the uh, the data speed will be uh, very fast. And it has a battery of 4510 milliamp hours. So pretty big battery. And again, as I told you guys before, you can uh, you can also get uh, the the different the two different models, which are the 128 gigabyte model and then the 256 gigabyte model as well. Now, both of those models come with the six point seven eight inch quad HD plus display, which is brilliant. Um, it's basically another corner to corner display, all glass uh, with a brilliant picture. Again, 6.78 inches and it's a quad HD plus display. So pretty awesome. And then for the processor of this phone, it has the Snapdragon 865 CPU. So it is 
very fast and very snappy, just like the uh, the newest Samsung and the newest Apple phones. It is punching up there with those giants. And that's why I say this phone to put together all these features and offer this phone at a sub $1,000 price tag, they're punching above their weight class. I know it sounds strange to say that we're paying $1,000 for our phones or around that amount. I get it and I understand. I thought, I know many of you guys thought we'd never get to a time where you'd be paying computer prices for your phone. As I've said in previous episodes, these phones are little tiny computers. I mean, they have the processing power of computers. So that's just where we, we are with technology. So, I mean, you guys love technology like I do. If you didn't, you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast. So I know you guys feel me on this. And that is where we are, though. Now, for the uh, that was those were the specs for the OnePlus 8 Pro. Now, when we get to the specs for the OnePlus 8, which, you know, had the same release date, released on April 29th, started pre-orders on April 21st. Now, the price range goes from $699 to $799. They have two models of the regular OnePlus 8 as well, $699 and $799. For the $699 model, it has 8 gigabytes of RAM and 128 gigabytes of storage. And then for the 799 model, it has 12 gigs of RAM and 256 gigs for the storage. Now, unlike the OnePlus 8 Pro, when it comes to the screen refresh rate, it has a 90 hertz fluid display screen refresh rate and 90 hertz is respectable because that is what I was previously raving about when I told you um, on the uh, first episode that OnePlus started the trend of the faster refresh rates. Well, I was basing that off of their previous model that had the 90 hertz refresh rate, which still looked amazing. So 90 hertz is awesome. There's nothing to uh, to laugh at. Um, but they also include the uh, the Warp Charge 30T wireless charging technology. So you're able to charge this phone from 1% to 50% in 22 minutes as well. And again, that's not plugging the phone up. That's not with the uh, the charging capability of plugging it up. That's just by sitting it on a wireless charging pad, you can charge it that fast. So again, that's pretty amazing, pretty incredible. Now, this also has the 4K 60 frame per second video recording. Also has the 48 megapixel camera attached as well. And it also has the 5G uh, internet or data capability um, that will be enabled. And the battery size is 4,300 milliamp hours. So this phone is pretty incredible in its own right as well. Now for the screen size of the OnePlus 8, the screen is 6.55 inches uh, from corner to corner. Now it's a little bit smaller than the OnePlus 8 Pro, which is 6.78 inches. So the OnePlus 8 is 6.55 five inches. Now this has a Snapdragon 865 CPU as well. And it also has uh, the eight gig of RAM option and a 12 gig of RAM option, um, which, you know, go kind of, kind of go hand in hand with the CPU. Uh, but those are the options available for the regular one plus eight version as opposed to the OnePlus 8 Pro. So again, to recap those uh, prices, OnePlus 8 Pro has the 899 model and then the 999 model, and then the OnePlus 8 has the 699 model and the 799 model. So really, for all four of these amazing phones, 
Um, you can get one of these phones anywhere in the range of $699 all the way up to $999, four different phone models. So it's a pretty nice range to fit a number of different budgets. Um, again, OnePlus is an awesome company. We love what they're doing in a technology world, and they are basically giving people a cheaper option of obtaining a truly flagship model phone for prices that are lower than the flagship models of your big brands like Samsung and Apple. So I commend OnePlus for everything they're doing when it comes to that. Now, I think some honorable mention phones that also have amazing value, you know, uh, just like I said, they have a, right, a, a range for the OnePlus 8 and the OnePlus 8 Pro, a price range of $699 all the way up to $999. Well, the previous models of the OnePlus phones are still amazing phones with awesome specs, guys. Um, for instance, the OnePlus 7T, you know, the, that's the older model of the phone, last year's model. That phone has eight gigs of RAM, 256 gigabytes of storage, has a Snapdragon 855 plus CPU, and it is now available for $499. Amazing phone, guys. And then I'll take it one step further. The OnePlus 6T, which was the year before last year, that model, it has eight gigabytes of RAM, 128 gigabytes of storage, has a Snapdragon 845 CPU, and that is available for $349. So literally guys, you can have a OnePlus phone from within the last three years of production ranging all the way from $349 all the way up to their $999 model. And these are all flagship worthy phones, great specs, very fast phones. So tons of value, tons of value. So there's something literally for every single budget um, out there in the OnePlus world of phones. So guys, that about wraps up this second segment of today's show. So continue tuning in while I close out the show with some of our social media links and ways to help support the show. Thanks, guys, and see you next time. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Tech Puppeteer podcast. Remember, all website links mentioned in today's episode can be found in the show notes. Also, check out our Patreon page, which is live now, and please consider subscribing. On Patreon, starting on Monday, April 20th, we'll start releasing additional content weekly for our Patreon subscribers. And the link to our Patreon page is www.patreon.com forward slash tech puppeteer. Again, that's www.patreon.com forward slash tech puppeteer. And that can also be found in the show notes as well. I'd also like to say that by using our affiliate links and or subscribing to our Patreon page, you are literally giving us a hand in growing this podcast show and this tech community that we are passionately trying to build. And for that, we sincerely appreciate you. Likewise, there are those of you who may not wish to contribute monetarily for one reason or another, but there is a way for you guys to help us out as well. If you enjoyed listening to the Tech Puppeteer podcast, then for one, you can pass this show on and share it with two or three friends. 
And then you can also leave us a positive review on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you listen to the show on. That helps us out tremendously. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Tech Puppeteer. And check out our YouTube channel where we do tech reviews and more tech updates. The name of our YouTube channel is Puppet Tech Vids. And for those of you who have not already done so, please subscribe to this podcast. We can be found on all the major podcasting platforms, including Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts and Google Play Store. Spotify and iHeartRadio, just to name a few. And lastly, please remember new episodes are released every Monday by 9 a.m. Central Time. So please be sure to tune in next week for a brand new episode of the Tech Puppeteer Podcast, where we control tech. <laughs>